0: The uh, cultural celebration of Easter. Uh, Jesus is still risen today as he was yesterday and will be for all eternity. Just a little uh, Monday encouragement for you. And my name is Darren Smith. We're at Tower View Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. You'll see our website down there at the bottom. And uh, we are at 7301 Northeast 50th Street. Uh, If you are in our area, Grace Moore, Maple Park, Claycomo, Liberty, Randolph Corners, uh, kind of that area, Wynwood, Uh we'd love to connect with you. Please feel free to contact us. And so uh, the reason I'm coming to you this morning is just to share a quick devotional. We've been doing these for almost a month now, uh, just a little devotional during these uh, pandemic times uh, that we live in to encourage you. And today's may seem a little bit funny, but uh, we're in James chapter 1, 9 through 11 on Sunday about uh, God using uh, us in uh, times or God using our money rather in times of trial uh, boasting in him during those times and so uh, this just came to mind and so Second uh, Corinthians 9 6-15 gives us 7 quick reasons to give generously and please hear me this isn't a plug for you to give to our church or any other church but at the same time Even though times are tough, uh, thank you for generously giving to your local church. It's a blessing. Uh, It keeps the doors open and and all those things. So this isn't a plug. I don't want you to see this as a uh, self-grandizement or something like that. But I do just want to remind us, uh, in light of my study of James one this morning, of what the Bible tells us about uh, giving. So here's at least seven reasons to make giving our floor not our ceiling, to make giving our floor, not our ceiling. First off, uh, Paul says in Second uh, Corinthians 9, 6, he says, uh, or do Barnabas and I alone have no right to refrain from working? You see, generous giving is self-interested in that it benefits others. Uh, those who love the prosperity gospel preached by televangelists, those who uh, push that word gospel misunderstand and misuse the verse. Uh, the Bible has no ironclad promise of physical prosperity i mean christ himself was physically poor right but we sow generously we give generously not just of of our of our finances but also of ourselves and our time and our prayers to reap generously we give especially to the local church that God would be glorified through the work of its hands and its people and its ministry. So, so generous giving, Second Corinthians 9, 6, is, is self-beneficial. Uh, the second thing that uh, generous giving is, and this is in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, is it pleases God. It's God-pleasing. Here, verse 7, he says, Paul writing, who, Whoever goes to war at his own expense, and who plants a vineyard and does not eat its fruit, or who shepherds a flock and does not drink the milk from the flock. God cares about our motivation for giving, and I think we ought to remind ourselves of that. We shouldn't be guilt tripped in because we get an email from a church saying to give. Uh, you know, someone who is not a Christian sees God as one who's always pleased. Uh, however, the Bible says God is holy, which means he is only that for which is good and right. His holiness is pleased by cheerful giving, not giving under obligation. And so we're, we're, we're not uh, obligated. Uh, excuse me, and I've been reading out of 1 Corinthians. That's oop, that's a bad thing. But 2 Corinthians 9 7 tells us that we are called to give because it pleases God. And so the standard of giving is not just a 10%. A standard for giving is much higher than that. Let me read 2 Corinthians 9, 7. I apologize for that. Each person should do as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So we are told to give cheerfully, not out of compulsion, but because we want to give. Give cheerfully means we need a new change of heart. And so who could you get, what could you give to God and his work that you're not giving? And what is that? And I ask myself that question as well. So generous giving is self-beneficial. It's God-pleasing. And third, generous giving is confidence. Verses 8 to 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. As it is written, he scattered, he gave to the poor, and his righteousness endures forever. So, so generous giving is confident that it is right and that God will supply all our needs. That's Philippians 4.19. And so as Christians, we understand that our sins have been forgiven in Christ. And our lives have been transformed, leaving us the desire or at least the motivation to give generously to others. I mean, Christian, why do you call yourself a Christian if you don't give to others? I mean, generous giving is confident that God will supply. It it isn't a promise of prosperity. Uh, You know, uh, put Kenneth Copeland next to that or all those other prosperity junkers. But you don't need to be rich to be generous. All you need to do is content. Go read Philippians 4.11. You know, the great Puritan Richard Baxter ordered his giving in this way. He said, he, you know, natural necessities like food and shelter, public good necessities like taxes, uh, his children or his family, the godly poor, the worldly poor, and then his conveniences. So is it, 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 your giving confident that God will supply even if you give some to the work of the Lord? And he does. Generous giving number four is also praise provoking. Listen to 2 Corinthians 9, 11 through 13. It, Paul writing, you will be enriched in every way for all your generosity, which produces thankfulness to God through us. For the ministry of the service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many acts of thanksgiving to God. They will glorify God for your obedience to the confession of the gospel and for your generosity in sharing with them and others through the proof provided by your service. So the word perform in verse 12 is is, is liturgy, which means performing a service. Are providing for God's people. And so what this what does this mean for you? It means we give generously. So ultimately, God will be thanked and praised. In our obedience of giving, God is praised. And our, our little obediences of giving will produce avalanches of good for the gospel and the kingdom work. And generous giving also provokes others to praise God and thank God for your generous giving. And remember, generous giving is not a, a dollar amount necessarily. I mean, Think back to Jesus's ministry where the, the woman, you know, there were those givers and Jesus was watching the giving box. We have a sermon about this on our website. And 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 the rich man comes up with all his pop and circumstance and drops the big money. You know, I think he's carrying like money bags almost and drops them in. It makes a lot of sound. And then Jesus observes as he does. He's he's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He observes that the, the old lady puts in all that she had, which is a, a widow's mite. I mean, barely even a penny. Uh, yet Jesus said she gave more than the other man. Why? Because generous giving doesn't have to be financial. It, it, it could be giving your time to share the gospel, or inviting a person to, to, to online church in these days, or drive in church, or something of the like, and, and the remarkable in, impact that you will have. But but I want you to see also that giving generous giving is is assuring. Did you notice that in verse thirteen? They will glorify God for your obedience to the confession of the gospel. Generous giving assures us and others that we actually are Christians. Giving generously is a validation of God's work. Again, this isn't a plug for you to go on our website and give, but it's, it's just a reminder, Christian, that we know that salvation is by faith alone and Christ alone, but we know that the Bible teaches our faith is confirmed by our works. So can I ask you a question? What does your testimony of your checkbook? those spiritual and and, and physical, say about your faith. In the Gospel of John, we read that Christ laid down his life for us, and following his example, these Greek Christians in in Corinth were laying down their lives for their Jewish brothers whom they had never met physically. It's something that would never have happened outside of salvation, but because they shared Christ, their giving confirmed their testimony of faith. Generous giving is also cooperative. Notice verse uh, uh, 13, the end of that again, and and with others, that they'll, uh, in generosity and sharing with them and with others through the proof provided by your service. You know, generous giving is cooperative in and for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You should give for the sake of fellowship. The Corinthians gave because of their love for Christ. And, and the gospel brings us all together, even against all worldly uh, differences that we have. The gospel is made clear by our fellowship. Faithful giving leads to exponential fellowship it it heightens it because we're all doing what the early church did imperfect as they were giving as others had need and even above that so when you're faithful giving to your church you support missionaries around the world and your prayers your financial giving Uh, you support bible translations you support giving help to the helpless benevolence we call it at our church and so much more many of the results of which we will never see and we need to be okay with that we be faithful to the task god will provide the fruit in his time, in his way, even if we never see the evidence of it. And finally, and this is in 2 Corinthians 9, 14 through 15, generous giving is is evangelistic. It's evangelistic. It shares the gospel because it draws attention to the Savior. Look at verses 14 and 15, 2 Corinthians 9, 14 and 15. And they will have deep affection for you in their prayers on your behalf because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for the indescribable gift. But generous giving is evangelistic. The basis for Paul writing uh, this letter to the Corinthians and writing these verses 14 and 15 is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The indescribable gift is the gospel, the understanding that the righteousness of God has forgiven our sins. What God has done for us is indescribable. I think you would agree with that. He so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. But what gospel What gospel is our Giving displaying. I mean, what is it showing as a church and as individuals? Is our give it, uh, our gospel a quid pro quo gospel? In other words, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Or one of an indescribable gift. Is, is our giving only motivated because what we will get, like a tax write-off or a tax refund, or, or yeah, please the people who count the money and they see how much we give, we must be a super Christian. Way to go. But we see in Acts 24 that Paul did not, did in fact deliver the gift from the Corinthians to the Christians in Jerusalem. And so, what, what have we learned today? I mean, we've learned this one thing money is part of our discipleship, giving our time, our, our resources, our, 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 our testimony, our sharing the gospel. But at the end of the day, in these days, and again, I want to say this for like the fifth time, this isn't a plug to give. We have very faithful givers, and God has blessed us, and we're maintaining. And we're grateful for the sacrificial giving of our church, including those who, uh, who are struggling right now. Thank you so much. But even in hard times, even when things are not as economically pleasing as we'd like them to be or we're used to, or even when our hours are cut and money's tied, how baptized are our pocketbooks? Friends, if you have questions about this, I'll, I'll put some things in the comments, including the original article I wrote, Seven uh, Reasons to Give Generously. But I also just want to encourage you, maybe this is something you need to study up on in this time. You know, we've had a lot of videos about you know, trusting in God's grace and, and, and being around those things. But, but seriously, in these times, maybe this is something you really need to consider. Lord, how are my finances being uh governed by you instead of me? And Lord, I give that to you. I thank you for it. But Lord, what can I do during this time? To bring the gospel clarity to people both in the local church and in the world at large. And so friends, I just want to encourage you with that as well. So thank you again, especially Tower View members. Uh, You all are the ones that make this engine run. So thank you for giving. But most of all, thank you for giving for the reasons we listed. And let me just go over those again. Generous giving is number one. It is self-beneficial. It's number two, God-pleasing. It's number three, it's confident. It's praise-provoking. It's assuring to your faith. It's cooperative in the gospel. And finally, it's evangelistic. That's what generous giving does. Let's close out today, uh, tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to confirm this as always. I always get on here Monday, and I always forget to confirm with associate pastor, uh, good old brother uh, Nelson Nisley, who preached a smash-up job on his uh, Friday sermon and his time yesterday in Romans. Uh, I encourage you to check that out on our website, towerofukc.com. But uh, Pastor Nelson and I usually do back and forth, so we'll look forward to that this week. Guys, let's pray together. Thanks for your time. Father, we pray this morning, um, uh, or whenever anyone is watching this, Lord, that, that, that the gospel is clear in our lives. Father, I know um, many folks who are watching this or will watch this are, are really in the ringer financially right now. Father, we don't presume on that. We don't want to take advantage of that. No church does, Lord, and we're not asking for that. But, Lord, we're praying whatever state you've called us in right now, whether that means we're unemployed, whether that means we're facing hard times financially, or we're still maintaining what we have, Father, help us with your wisdom, as you say in James 1.5 in these hard times, to know how to best use that and steward that for your glory. We're just the caretakers of what you've given us. But, Father, mostly we pray that um, that as we give generously, whatever that is, that, Lord, you are pleased. It's not about pleasing people. It's about pleasing you. But thank you that you do use so much. And I pray for churches around the world who are struggling Uh, Mainly financially right now, Lord, because uh, it's just it's tough. These are tough times. Father, encourage their their leadership, encourage their church. Father, give wisdom to churches who are making decisions about taking loans or not taking loans. Father, just there's so much going on. Father, be with our brothers and sisters. We are united on this truth that your son, our Savior, took the wrath, bore the pain, was buried, died, and rose again so that we might have eternal life. Your son lives. He lives indeed. We pray these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, if you're watching this, uh, again, thank you so much. You're watching this, and you do not know Jesus Christ. Like, seriously, if you died right now, don't wish that upon you. Don't want that for you right in this moment, but everybody's going to die. Uh, news alert, uh, spoiler alert, 10 out of 10 people, according to the CDC, are going to die someday, sometime from something. Didn't know if you knew that at all. But Hebrews 9, 27 says very seriously, it's destined for a person to die once and then face the judgment. Are you ready for Judgment Day, friend? Do you know for sure where you will spend eternity? It's not your works. It's not your baptism. It's not your giving. It's not your church attendance. It's not the faith of somebody else. You are saved when you turn to Jesus Christ alone, the risen Savior, the God-man, and and confess your sins to him and hurl yourself on him like someone jumping out of a plane uh, holds onto that parachute as they go down. Uh, as you pass out of this life to the next whenever that time is do you know for sure that you're going to heaven if you have any questions about that we are available our numbers are across the screen 816-368-1330 call or text 816-368-1330 you can find our information on our website's listed there Our messages here we love you all so much and if you're in our neighborhood hey thank you neighbor for joining us and uh, please feel free to check out our website there's if you need help or if, Or if you'd like to help uh, folks in this area, there's a a webpage there under uh, COVID-19 help at the top. Guys, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this is Pastor Darren Smith at Tower of Signing off. Bye-bye.